0: grateful to be in God's house Amen I'm grateful to be in the house of the Lord All right grateful to be in his house Amen Cuz it didn't have to be this way Amen I said it didn't have to be this way So I'm grateful for what God is doing we are glory we are working to initiate we are working to initiate an encounter amen and I know I know man bishop you working mighty hard no I'm working to initiate I'm going for something (laughs) for something see I I went to one of those schools I went to one of those schools y'all School of the Arts where we had one of those HBCU style marching bands and uh, when we would get ready to take off Terry, when we was about to march the drum major time. Blowing that whistle. Back there in the drum section like always on the watch. If the drum major did not give me nothing. I took my cues, y'all, off of the drum major. Now, here's the thing many pastors are trying to be the drum major I'm not the drum major I'm just a captain of a part of the core the drum major is the Lord See, because what the drum major does is the drum major tells you when to stop, tell you when to go. He tell you when to mark time. He tell you how fast. He tell you how slow. See, when the pastor thinks he's the drum major, he's given himself authority that God never gave him. I'm not the drum major. I'm just the captain of a chord. Therefore, when I'm going hard, it's because I heard the whistle in heaven. I'm just marching to the beat that I was given in the Holy Ghost. Now, if y'all can't keep up in the chord, then we can handle that at another time. But I need some folks who are going after something. Amen. Somebody say, I'm going after something. Come on again. Say, I'm going after something. All right. Now, I told us four ways that we were going to work to initiate a spiritual encounter. Prayer praise, preparation, and position. We started dealing with prayer <clears throat> on last week. I didn't get through. We're going to deal with prayer this week. We're going to deal with prayer this Wednesday. We're going to deal with prayer next week. We're going to deal with prayer the Wednesday after that. We're going to deal with prayer that first Sunday in April, I'm going to prayer the Wednesday after that too. And that's as far as the Lord has told me so far. And if we haven't seen the movement of God in prayer, I deal with prayer that next Sunday too. Amen. Because I'm going to keep teaching on prayer until we pray. Well, Bishop, we just prayed. No. For many of us, y'all was just listening to prayer. Corporate prayer is not your prayer life. So, let's dig into the word. We're still talking about living the standard. That's our theme for the year. We're initiating an encounter, and specifically, we are talking about initiating an encounter through prayer. Are y'all with me so far? Now, that should keep all of your notes nice and succinct. We're going to dig deeply. On Wednesday, this past Wednesday, I'm putting this quote up now. On this past Wednesday, I started talking about seven tangible encounters that we could have with God in prayer. I'm going to deal with three additional encounters today if I get to them. So if you weren't here Wednesday, just talk to somebody who was and get those notes. If you were here Wednesday, you didn't hear this part. Amen. Y'all with me? Here's our quote by Charles Spurgeon wonderful quote true prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance it's far deeper than that it is a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth scripture says true prayer somebody say true prayer True prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It is a far, it's far deeper than that. It is a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. So three tangible encounters I want to give us. Three tangible encounters that we can have with God in prayer, But I need to say something and I'm going to go to a verse before I get to the first encounter. If we want to encounter God through prayer, you cannot encounter God void of faith. You can't. Scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must first believe that he is, it's Hebrews eleven six, 6, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So before I get to these encounters that you can have, please understand, we must learn to approach God with confidence. Amen. Let's look at this text. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. And we're going to start at verse 13. Are we prepared? These things I've written to you who believe, y'all see that faith? These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the son of God so that you might know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence, say confidence. This is the confidence which we have before him that if we ask anything, Can y'all underline that word in your Bibles? If we ask anything. Now, now don't, don't miss the rest of the verse. According to his will. I know some of us wish it ended with if you ask anything. If you ask anything. According to his will. He hears us. Wait a minute. So that you mean to tell me. That the prerequisite is for my request to be in alignment with his will. And if I meet that requirement, he hears me. I don't have to have a title. I I don't have to say it in a particular formula. My request just has to be in alignment with the will of God. If I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. And if we know that he hears us, watch, in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. Let me lead this up for a minute. If we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that, watch this, we have. Coming over here because I ain't got no pointer. Wait a minute. I ask him now, and I know that I have. The request which I have asked still ain't caught it here, have you if I know that he hears us in whatever we ask I know that I already have it y'all still ain't caught it I'm trying to get y'all to get this tense in you if if I make a request according to the will of God I don't have to wait for God to give it to me The Bible says, if my request is in alignment with his will, as soon as I requested it, I have it. It doesn't say, and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we will have the request. Which, no, no, no. It says, I have it. I'm trying to go. I I have it. Already. See, the request is not what gives it. The cross gave it. The request proves that I believe it. Oh boy, let's go further. See, the work of the cross is a finished work. This is going to be uncomfortable. Jesus don't need to do nothing else. Many of us are waiting on Jesus to do something else. He's already died for you. He died. He stayed dead. He got up. He resurrected. We don't need Jesus to do nothing else. He's waiting on us to believe in the finished work of the cross. Okay, let me slow. Y'all give me a minute. If we know that he is us. And whatever we ask, we know that we have. I got it. Now watch. Before I go to this next point, the confidence, say confidence. The confidence I have when I pray is held up by two things. It's held up by his promise and his track record. I'm going to say that one more time. The confidence I have. When I come before the Lord in prayer is held up by two things, his promise and his track record. One more time, the confidence I have when I come before the Lord in prayer, Elder Anita is held up by two things, his promise, Deacon Sanders, and his track record. Guess what letter I didn't use? I, mine or me. Wait a minute. So the confidence I have when I come before the Lord in prayer ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm not confident because I'm good. I'm not confident because I've always done right. I'm confident because of his promise. I'm the Lord who changed not. I'm confident because of his track record. If he said it, he'll make it good. See, if I got to go to God to pick up on what I've done. Okay, I'll give it to you like this. If my prayer is based upon what you going to do. And see, that's why some of us getting all frustrated and antsy with people. As if people are in control of God's plan for your life. God said, if I say it, I'll make it good. Listen, God uses people, but he doesn't require their participation. It ain't like God's hands are tied when people act a fool. What you getting all wild out for? Amen. I just need somebody. I just need, I just wish somebody would just see, you know, what's in my heart. I wish somebody would see me for who I am. God sees you Why are you waiting on people. If nobody ever sees you for who you are, if nobody ever believes that God's hand is on your life, if nobody ever believes you are fearfully and wonderfully made, if God believes it, that's enough for me. It's based upon his promise. Promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God are yes. And amen. Yep. See, in other words, when the promises of God come before God, the answer to that promise is always yes. And amen. Let me say one more piece before I get into this first encounter. I'm trying to move, but y'all need to get this, this groundwork. When I pray, I come before God armed with the knowledge of his promise. And it's track record. Y'all with me? When I do that, my soul takes possession of the promise of God by faith. I'll do it again. Let me go back one verse. This is the confidence which we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know we have it. Watch. When the scripture says we have it, this is not you have it in your head. This is you have it in your soul. Prayer is how you allow your soul to take position, possession rather of the promise. When I go before God in prayer, what I'm saying is, Lord, I want my soul to take possession of what you said, not just my head. Because if my head has possession of the promise of God and I see something contrary to what my head believes, I can be talked out of y'all. I need my soul to take possession. When I go before God in prayer, what you should be saying is, Lord, let me soak in your presence until my soul takes possession of everything that you've promised me. I want my soul to acquire the promise of God. I want my soul to acquire the beauty of holiness. I want my soul to acquire what God said. It ain't about my head because you'll mess around if that thing is only in your head. A doctor can talk you out of what's in your head. Your best friend can make you not believe what's in your head. Your parents can talk you out of what's in your head. But when something gets embedded in your soul. Oh, we don't believe it. Psalms puts it like this. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, right? It ends the verse with my soul knows it very well. This is why some of us keep going round and round this merry-go-round called life because watch this, you'll quote something from your head and not from your soul, okay? the soul is the seat of your will and your emotions it is not your mindset it is not simply your ability to understand or to reason the soul is the character it is who you are what you do and why you do it your soul is your proclivity it contains all of what you are and the soul is what will stand before God in judgment God is not going to judge your body because your body's going to the ground God is not going to judge your spirit because your spirit is from God and incapable of sin it is the soul which will stand before God. And God will ask your soul, what have you done? So when I go before prayer, I'm not trying to simply feed my spirit. I'm trying to eat. Just go ahead and immerse my soul into the promise of God. I need my soul to know it. See, when your head know it, somebody say the wrong thing, and your head get involved. When my soul know When my soul know it. See, when my head know it, I'm all emotional. I'm crying, talking about what ain't fair. Huh? I'm talking about this ain't right. That ain't right. I'm trying to show y'all. This is why many of us are practicing your praise step, but not your prayer life. Hey. I need need y'all to start immersing yourself in prayer. You need to say, listen, listen, I I ain't got time for this meeting. I ain't got time for this phone call. I ain't got time to be texting back and forth. Because if I have a conversation with you before my soul gets immersed into the promises of God, the conversation might sway me from the destiny that's on my life. So allow me to immerse myself. I need somebody in this place to start going before God with an agenda. Like, all right, Lord, we got five things to talk about today. And I'm not coming out the prayer closet until my soul knows it. This is why, watch, this is why you can be a theologian but not saved. You can have book knowledge, you can know all of these things. You can have the ability to quote all of these great authors, but until your soul gets immersed. Come on, I'm going for something. I want us to get to the place where we ain't trying to rush past the prayer just to get to the dance I need my soul to get immersed in this thing because when my soul is immersed and things start going haywire around me I got an anchor yeah. hey I'm talking about I got an anchor I got something that is steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that my life that comes from your soul not your head So when I come before God, I need to say, look, God, I need you. To, I'm about to get immersed in this here thing. Well, Bishop, I don't even know how to pray. Thank you for being honest because neither did the 12. He said, um, Jesus, watch this. Can you teach us how to pray? Watch. Like John talked. This is for everybody who think they can get something on their own. I'm going to come off of that. Let me come right off that real fast. I'm off of it. I'm off of it. You have to get under somebody who is able to pray before you can pray. But arrogance will cause us to think that just because we've heard prayer, we know prayer. Just because you've heard somebody pray, that doesn't mean you know prayer. Because you're not praying at that point. You are participating in reciting. You're reciting. You're not praying. Prayer Prayer is divine communication. You have to be in a spot. You have to come before God a certain way. Amen. It's not about being eloquent, but it is about being sincere. You don't have to talk in King James, but you do have to talk from a legitimate heart. You ain't got to say from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. Who made the heavens and the earth and all that in there is. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The one who was and is and is to come. Lord, we come before you today as humble. Humble. lead that H off. Humble. And there's many folk praying like that. And because they sound eloquent, we have mistaked the eloquence for sincerity and power. And power, volume is not power. A bunch of words ain't power. Power is results. You know a tree, y'all. You know a tree by its fruit. And before you get under somebody to teach you anything, you should ask for a resume of their fruit. Amen. Thank you. So this is the first encounter. When I come before God, we can encounter His protection. Anybody need to be protected today? When you come before God in prayer, you can encounter His protection. Now, hear me. I'm encountering the protection of God in prayer, oh, boy. which means while I'm praying. He is showing me his protection. See, watch. We have what we ask when we ask it. Sometimes we pray and then leave prayer waiting on God to do something. Did y'all hear what I just said? When we pray, we have to see that thing as done while we're praying. So the first encounter is an encounter of protection with each one of these we have a declaration. Say, I believe that prayer sustains. Again, I believe that prayer sustains. Come on. Third time. I believe that prayer sustains. All right, let's get into the text. Daniel chapter 6. Y'all know these. It seemed good to Darius. It seemed good to Darius. Darius. To appoint 120 set traps over the kingdom. This is Daniel chapter 6 verse 1. Seemed good. That they would be in charge of the whole kingdom. Over them, three commissioners. Of whom Daniel was one. That these set traps might be accountable to them. That the king might not suffer loss. Then this Daniel began to distinguish himself. Uh Uh-oh. Among the commissioners and satraps because he possessed an extraordinary spirit. The king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. Then the commissioners and satraps began trying to find ground of accusation against Daniel in regard to government affairs. Watch, but they could find no ground of accusation or evidence of corruption Inasmuch as he was faithful, no negligence, corruption was to be found in him. Let me stop right there. Is that your testimony? Come on, I'm trying to teach us. Here's Daniel's testimony. Cause see, we always want to go gaining on the first part. They jealous. That was true. But jealousy caused them to start looking. Y'all not in the room yet. They just jealous. True. But the, watch this. The search that jealousy caused, they found something. They just jealous of me. They were. But because their jealousy caused them to go to your boss, they figured out you had been embezzling for three years. You said they was jealous, true. But you've been in bed imbezz- y'all for three. People gonna be people, but what will they find? I don't know I don't know. they just trying to the devil busy. no. the devil gonna be busy. What did he find? The Bible says they got jealous. And they start trying to find accusation against Daniel in regard to government. In other words, they went on his job. They went on his job, looking around, trying to see if he was upright, not a praiser. They wanted to know whether or not, preach, he was upright in his normal day-to-day affairs Christians they didn't ask whether or not he spun around last Sunday they didn't care about his tithing record or lack thereof what they wanted to know is how do you live on your day Today, jobs, Christians, we are being a terrible example outside of church because we've become professional churchgoers and negligent Christians. We good at church. Oh, that's my song. (laughs) blow with it that's when when you blow that's when you know it's really anointed but out there you don't speak to nobody matter of fact before that song don't clap yet because I'm coming down somebody's row matter of fact before that song you didn't speak in the church somebody walked right by your happy anointed full of yourself self and you was deep in prayer so deep in prayer you couldn't say good morning lies you was in your purse looking for candy oh yeah If we can't do the normal stuff right how do we want to walk in signs, wonders and miracles? We can't speak but you want to lay hands on the sick. We can't speak but you want to go with and be a mighty woman of God. You can't speak but you want God to send you a husband or a wife. You can't can't speak And it's those type of people who are giving Christians a bad name. Amen. And then you mess around and tell somebody what church you go to. I go to what's the name? I go to Bishop Lyons Church. Because I'm trying to figure out why you got two boxes of pens, three boxes of hanging folders, four reams of paper, and some extra ink in your trunk from work. they had extra they had extra i do the ordering they didn't even know oh i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna talk because see some of us want to get to the deep things of god but watch this god can't lower you into his depths when you don't understand his shallows good. That ain't on their note. He can't lower you into the depths of God when you don't understand the shallows of God. They couldn't find no corruption. For many of us, that ain't our testimony. Lord, we repent. Then these men said, all right, we won't find any ground to accusation against Daniel unless... We find it against him with regard to the law of his God. Well, we can't get him to act a fool at work. Let's see if we can get him to turn up at church. Let's see if we can get him to act nasty in God's house, calling it righteousness. Let's see if we can get unforgiveness to brew in here. Because if I can get unforgiveness to brew in here, I can't get it at work. They'll think that they're super before the world. And they will claim that the people who go to church with them are inferior to their level of righteousness. They just don't know. They don't. God blessing me. I got a promotion. You got a promotion because of what you wear. See, y'all simplifying. Don't do it. Just look forward. Just look forward. We're going to keep on going. Now. It's quiet. Just look forward. The screens. Then these commissioners and sex traps came by agreement. Lord help to the king and spoke to him as follows. King Darius lived forever. Ain't that funny? How when, when somebody is always trying to get somebody to go against you, they're always trying to make friends with your enemies. I want y'all to be careful. It's alright. Kia felt it. I want y'all to be careful. I'm going to help you, Kia. Be careful with folks who are always applauding the aggression of those who mean you no good. You mean to tell me you knew they was talking about me and you was egging them on? Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm confused. I'm confused about how you let them talk like that in front of you about me. When you was just grinning in my face yesterday, I'm not telling y'all to cut them off. Oh, sure not. Not telling you to be mad, not telling you to be angry. That's too much energy. I'm not telling y'all to do none of that. That takes too much work. Because watch this when you wise, you take notes. That's what you said. Okay. How you feel about that? We cool. You wanna talk about it? No. Just filed. God bless you. And watch, watch. Some people tell you all you need to know without you saying anything. And I'm not talking about somebody who ain't raised to your standard, which is often a false standard, not based upon righteousness. But they'll tell you all you need to know. Just shh. See what they try to do without your input. Silent. Never mind. All right, moving on. All the commissioners of the kingdom. Lord, I ain't going to get far. It's fine. All the commissioners of the kingdom, the prefects, the set traps, the high officials, governors, consulted. look at them all coming together. Kings should establish a statute and enforce an injunction. Anyone who makes a petition to any god or man beside you, O king, for 30 days shall be cast into the lion's den. Nice. Now, O king, establish the injunction. Sign the document so that it may not be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which may not be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document. That is the injunction. Now, when Daniel knew. We really don't need to go far, further than that. Daniel knew that the document was signed. He entered his house, now his roof chamber. He had windows open toward Jerusalem. He continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks before his God, as he had been doing previously. Y'all see that? My favorite word in that text is new. He was like, oh, he signed a document that I can't pray. Prayer time. (laughs) Y'all missed that. How many of us would keep praying if it was said that prayer would kill us? What are you more interested in? Breathing or obedience? Oh boy. If you knew, if you were in Daniel's position, lion's den or pray. I'm telling y'all right now, some of us in this very room would have took a couple days off from prayer. Like, you know what? Lord, you know my heart. And if you really want me to pray, I'm going to close the windows. (laughs) Right. And I'm just going to sit here and uh, not say very much because I don't want nobody to see me. But the scripture says, He opened his windows. Now watch. And knelt down. Some of us would have been looking for another way. Can I I pray standing up? Can I I pray without closing my eyes? Can I, you know, let me be discreet. But watch this. You wasn't discreet before trouble. Why are you going to allow trouble to change the very thing that gave you power? Watch. I tell you why. Because sometimes we think that what we're doing in God is the thing causing us the trouble. Okay, I'm, I'm about to mess up some stuff. Have y'all ever heard it said? You know, it, it got show. It showed. Dig your heart. It showed. Dig your heart. Once I gave my life to Christ, y'all ever heard that statement? I gave my life to Christ, and this got hard. I gave my life to Christ, and that got hard. The, watch this. The danger in that statement is in believing that it was hard. Because the Lord made it hard. The difficulty we receive on the journey of righteousness is not a difficulty from the Lord. It's a difficulty allowed by the Lord, but it always comes from the enemy. So watch, when I give my life to Christ, the difficulty I then go through is a direct result. And watch this, a direct affirmation and I'm doing something right. If I ain't going through nothing, I'm real confused about whether or not. Okay, y'all. Apparently, the devil don't consider me a threat. I told y'all before, it's like that game of pickup basketball. I told y'all before, y'all know that game of pickup basketball, that one where the one person that you picked last can't play. And when he out there about to take a shot, you just walk away from him. You just say self-check. Just don't even worry about him. Because you recognize he not going to make nothing. If the devil's treating you like that, you have no authority. But if you feel like the devil is in your face, if you feel like the devil all up on you guarding you for dear life, That means that the devil knows you got the power to make the winning shot. That means the devil understands that you're way better than you think you are. If you feel like the devil always won't come off of you, then apparently the devil knows that you are a star player. He believes more in you than you believe in yourself. He knows that you have the opportunity to make a shot and win a game. So if you feel like the devil is on your back, that is when you rejoice. That is when you give God praise. Praise. Amen. 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 Stand up, Devin. Stand up. Stand up. Stand right here. If he got the ball and he can't play, don't shoot. I'm looking at the basket. But if every time he get the ball, didn't buy me for nothing <laughs> oh see like why he's so close to me because I know what his potential is why won't he come off of me because I know what his potential is if I give him just a few inches he might mess around and jab step and hit this three pointer dead in my face so I'm about to be his worst enemy I'm about to be on him every time he wake up God why am I going through because there's power in your mouth why am I going through because there's power in your prayer That there- Say, I believe that prayer sustains. Come on, say it again. I believe that prayer sustains. One more time, say, I believe that prayer sustains. Look at that verse. One more. Then these men came by agreement, found Daniel, making petition, supplication before his God. Y'all know the rest of the story, right? Into the lion's den he goes. Right on in there. If I could give y'all a little background, I'm going to I'm going quit. If I could give y'all a little background. Daniel had to be in his 80s. Oh, come on now, know the text. He wasn't young. He wasn't 12. And watch this. When we see those stories of a lion's den, and we think it's a room, that don't even make sense. Because if the lion's den was just a room, every time the rock opens, the lions could jump out. Den is actually a misnomer. The lion's den was a pit. Most archaeologists would say that the pit was probably three stories deep. So I got an 80-plus-year-old man who gets picked up and thrown into a pit that's three stories deep. All because he's a prayer man. He's a praying man. That's it. They pick him up and throw him into a pit. Three stories deep. And the next morning, when the stone rolls away, now let me go back here. I'm almost done. I'm really, I am about done. Anybody ever fell down and hurt yourself? Can y'all imagine what you probably break? A neck, right? Neck, back, broke your legs. Some of y'all, if y'all stood up on this pew and fall off, you're going to break something. Some of y'all got nervous when I hopped up here. If y'all fall off right here, This too far. It's right here. As soon as I hopped up here, somebody who loved me was like, ooh, Bishop. Ooh. Mm. Three stories. Three stories. The next morning, they rolled the stone away. Darius all wowed out. Guess what Daniel said? Okay, live forever. First of all, if it was us, we'd still be down there if we survived the fall. We'd still be rolling around, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That stone roll away. My neck broke. My ankle broke. My left arm broke. God, through his prayer, watch this, sustained him through the attack of man sustained him through the fall that somebody else threw him into see because some of us in this room feel like but i fell." no you were thrown yeah some of y'all didn't fall some of you were thrown you were not even pushed you was picked up y'all y'all yeah see if you push me i at least got one more chance But some of y'all wasn't even pushed. You was picked up and thrown into it. And God says, listen, I'm going to sustain you through their jealousy. I'm going to sustain you through their attacks. I'm going to sustain you through the fall. I'm going to sustain you before the king. And when you come out of this, all because you pray, all because he prayed, he was sustained while he was praying. What I didn't see the sustaining until after y'all missed it. The reason he prayed is because he knew what prayer could do. He he knew the document was signed. He didn't stop praying because the document was signed because he had a track record and he knew the promise of God before he started praying. See here in just a minute Every first Saturday, we have prayer. Every first Saturday, we have prayer. 7 a.m., we in here praying. I'm about to add another day here in just a minute. Oh, I'm coming for it. Oh, I am. Every Saturday morning, we that first Saturday of the month, every first Saturday, 7 a.m., we in here praying. And I'm trying to get us to the place where prayer looked like this. See? See? I want 7 a.m. to look like this. I want folk coming with an agenda. Lord, Lord, Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. I know you can. And coming already believing. Well, I know you can do it. I'm coming to meet you. Okay, 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 okay. Let me say this. I'm going to be done. I'm going to be done. Just go ahead and skip me to the last slide. I'm through. I'm through. I'm giving you. See? See? Listen to me. Anybody ever call somebody when you was in sin for a hookup? See, y'all saved. I need somebody. See? They quiet. Call somebody like, meet me. And when you made them type of hookups, you made them because you had an expectation of what the hookup was going to produce. Oh, y'all looking at me because don't nobody in here want me to know. I like, don't tell Bishop that. No, I see it. And some of y'all still hooking up. So why are you trying to hide? Go ahead, tell the truth. You're still hooking. Still hooking. Now, nah. so you call me, me. You start preparing yourself for the hookup. Because you got expectation of what the hookup's gonna produce. Getting yourself all beautiful because you recognize what the hookup's gonna produce. Now, watch. So my preparation was because of expectation. I went into the hookup with an expectation. Fully prepared in every way. Y'all acting real deep. Why we come to God? And forget how to prepare for encounters. Lord, the bishop said that we was going to have prayer first Saturday at 7 a.m. So I'm going to make sure that I am prayer dressed. I'm going to make sure that my hair is put up for prayer. Y'all see, they playing. Because this ain't no pretty contest. We coming to make war on the floor. I got a notebook just in case you got anything to say. I got my Bible so that I can make sure that while I'm in prayer, if my flesh gets strong and I hear something that don't line up with you, I got a word to check it. I anticipate that you're going to do something. I ain't coming into the room hoping, Lord, please speak. Lord, please speak. I'm coming into the room going, Lord, you already spoke. I just need confirmation. I got 66 books worth of you speaking. Amen. So every Saturday, that first Saturday, I keep saying every Saturday, the Lord's doing something. Every first Saturday at 7 a.m., we pray. Amen. And I want prayer to be like this. Are yeah. you Until prayer breaks out in revival. See, because oftentimes we want God to do what he's trying to do in prayer during instruction. Matter of fact, we've gotten so immature in our Christianity that we don't even believe we've had good church unless instruction is interrupted with emotion. Some of that ain't the move of God. That's the move of flesh. Amen. Well, we want to, and then we mess around and we want to call it demonstration. Okay. In the, sec, in the secular world, there is lecture and lab, they're two different courses, they're not held at the same time. The lab is where you apply the lecture. Some of us are trying to go to the lab when you haven't paid attention during the lecture. And then when the lab is unfruitful, you say, God ain't moving. When I used to go to lab, we brought our notes with us. So that when I was trying to make application of the lecture, I could reference my notes in the lab. But we get so spooky deep that you're trying to remember a month worth of lecture when you ain't even took no notes. Or studied outside of church. Lord, move. Lord, move. Lord, said, I ain't heard from you since last Sunday. All right. I only got to one of my three points today. I'm going to pray. I'll try to get through. I'm trying to do two Wednesday. Daphne's shaking her head at me. That's all right. Don't out of vision. Love y'all. Y'all learned something today. All right, listen. I'm going to pray.